Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining in on another conversation. I am here today with my friend, Jessica Lackey. And Jessica, man, like, I keep reflecting back on how we met, which was at a woman's retreat that I co-hosted. And I feel like every time lately that I've been meeting women, they are just such like powerhouses. And it's almost like they're at the beginning of recognizing that that's what they are themselves. And they're like stepping into that power. And this is where I see Jessica. And I was sharing with her how she just brings this natural, like authentic wisdom just through having conversation with her. And it's so pure that it's really easy to accept. And um, I was just thinking right now, as I was saying that I had like an image of like a feminine Jesus and how he speaks in parable and tells these stories. And that was kind of like you, but like a tattoo Jesus or something like a little rough, a little rough. I so much. <laughs> I have so many times I sit with something and my intention is to be Christ-like. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't mean Christian. I mean, I want to be like Jesus. I want to fast and talk to God and go be alone on the mountain. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get these images that I'm practicing and learning to translate into words because they pop into my mind. And it's that translation that sometimes hangs me up. So I am committed to practicing that. And so I wanted to to share that image with you. Um, but I would love to hear a little bit um, about you, just so that it kind of gives some context uh, for our guests that are listening as to who you are and just a little bit about you. Um, well, after having that intro and listening to your last episode with Jacqueline, I, I am somebody that I am a woman that is coming into my place and using my voice. And I've always kind of been the weirdo that said stupid things. So for you to say that there is wisdom in that, I appreciate that so much. And I do feel like I'm, I'm coming into my place also meeting women like you and Jacqueline and Paige and Lilith and Crystal and all our friends that we've been making or that I've been making through you and your circle. Uh, and Dusty, you know, I've known Dusty for like five, six years. I had yeah. no idea he would bring me into your circle. But the first time I met Dusty, we locked eyes and fell in love. You know, we talk oh about how friends at first sight. And I am now meeting all these other women that are very like-minded and, and they are helping me remember how to be a woman. And that, that retreat that you had, it really started this ripple effect where it made me finally comfortable to be this woman. I grew up with a bunch of boys. I'm the only girl in the family. I have two little brothers. Like I just was a very masculine woman. I was athletic. I was rough. I was dirty. I cuss all the time. And I, I am meeting other women that have these same qualities, but they are very feminine and they are very soft. And I am learning how to do both. And you, you were a huge inspiration in that. At that, uh, the retreat, you told me one time, you don't have to be so rough. You don't have to destroy to grow. Yeah. And I really touched me. And I was like, yeah, I can be calm and quiet. And since then, I have learned to listen. And I have, I have finally learned to step into what I can hear from spirit because of the things you said to me at that retreat. Mm. I love that. I love, I love being able to witness, like looking back, how things have played out. And I was thinking while you were saying that, how that message was like specifically for you. So whereas someone else may take that a different way, I love how you took it specifically for you and then started to integrate that in because I did kind of, I did feel um, like this tension between like you, you at first, at first uh, like vibe or whatever, you did give off kind of like a rough exterior and maybe a little, you know, like tomboy, um, this type of 
of archetype, which I'm sure has served you well in a lot of your experiences. And maybe some of it has developed because your experiences and there's nothing wrong with that archetype, right? Like there's nothing wrong with being destructive. Sometimes it's, it's necessary for rebirth to destroy, you know, then through that comes this rebirth. And I think that's also something very powerful about you, um, your capacity within yourself to create that destruction for yourself and then rebirth from it. That was something else that um, I remember noticing about you uh, was the the capacity to hold. I, I called it I called it duality, um, just because. But maybe it's not duality so much as like a polarity of like these opposites and how you're like death and rebirth are polar opposites, but you're able to hold them and, and contain them in such a way that to me is like super fascinating. I loved that compliment too. And you gave it to me. It's one of those I'm doing life right moments. And you, you and Jacqueline kept saying words yesterday that I was, I was having those moments with y'all. I finally listened to your podcast yesterday. That's why I say yesterday. Cause I wanted, <laughs> I wanted it to be fresh from what y'all said and you know, how you did it. And you, you said those, that rock bottom and it triggers you. And, and I felt like that entire episode was directed at me, mm-hmm. even though it was about personal intimacy I heard those words and I heard your throat chakra and healing and it's all just part of the same cycle and path that I'm on. And right now you have brought this tool to me to put it out into the universe. So it continues to grow. And I just, I can't be appreciative enough for, for the things that you are teaching me while allowing me to help you teach others. Like I'm just, I'm mind blown right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful unfolding and I'm I just am am grateful to be able to to trust and keep moving this forward because as you say it I'm like yes and I don't think it has to be like all these experts or anything like that either not that there's anything wrong with experts but I believe so much in just being open to having conversations because everybody has something valuable to say everybody has something to add to this collective. And when I recognize this, I want to be able to do my part and bring that forward. Um, And so with that, I would really love to explore some more about how you were sharing, like coming into your feminine. And I know that some of your experience has been, which I'm sure you can, this is relatable to a lot of women, um, your journey through having been on birth control and then having stopped and then experiencing your first bleed in a really long time. So wherever you feel called to start sharing with that, we'd all love to hear. Um, uh, let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> when we met, <laughs> uh, when we were at our women's retreat, that was my first time having a Yoni scene. And it was my first time apologizing to myself for the way I've treated myself and, and I apologize to my Yoni for, for treating her like Medusa, because I thought that, you know, she would turn people to monsters and she turned me into monsters. And I just, I was very disconnected from my feminine self and childbirth was something that was very easy for me. I wasn't in labor for a long time. Both of my kids were premature and small. It wasn't physically difficult. So I didn't really have one of those, oh, well, I went through all this pain and I I felt every contraction. It was just like, there's the kids. So I got on birth control um, about three years ago and I was on the depo shot and, you know, you don't have a period at all when you're on it. So I was anticipating when I got off of birth control that it was going to be a very long painful bleed because I had previously been through that. And for whatever reason, you know, I'd been aligning myself and apologizing to myself and trying to learn myself. Uh, I ended up having my first bleed of 2023 on the full moon. It was the wolf moon. It was in January. 
And it started like right at midnight almost. I'm a bartender and I was leaving work and I came out of the bathroom like, oh my gosh, to my coworker all excited because it was a full moon. Yeah. And I was like, I can do this. Like, I know what I'm doing right now. And part of part of being a woman, you know, we are we are forced to not remember how our bodies work. They society, whatever, we are pumped full of hormones and we stop our periods and we speed up our periods and we do things that are very counterproductive to nature. And I was trying to connect with that again. So I was excited that I had a tracking device that I could look up and see every day. It wasn't an app in my phone. It was real life. It was primitive. And something I really enjoy in my spare time is doing things that make me feel primitive again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being outdoors cooking on a fire I I love that tribal feeling so uh so I I had this great like it's a full moon I can track it and come my second bleed of the year I knew it was going to be a couple days before the full moon and then I have a short cycle so I've I'm on my fourth currently as we're speaking But there was a moment where I knew that this podcast was coming up and we were going to talk about this. And I, I lost track of the moons and I, nobody has a real calendar anymore. I was having a hard time finding a real calendar to count out my days between the moons and when it was coming. And I had a very light tinge on my left side. And I was like, Oh, I think that may be a cramp. And then I I listened to my body and there was my bleed. Hmm. And I, I didn't even need the moon. I just, I feel like I'm finally getting in tune with my life rhythm. Yeah. And it, it, it's very special to me. And I, I will tell other women this and they get it. And some other women are just like, uh, okay. And definitely I will brag to men just <laughs> to be a jerk. Like you want to hear how proud I am? You know, I got brothers. I got a boyfriend. I <laughs> I want them to know, like, this is what women do. And I'm here doing it. And I'm very proud. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And I think uh, th- that 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 right there is exactly why, like, I love you. And, I've, and, and you're so interesting to me because you can, like, bring such a very feminine thing and have it be something that... Um, you you like normalize and I love that how you were talking about like the word primitive and you said that you like cook on a stove and whatever and it made me think of practicing I feel like when we're remembering when we're going through this process of remembering not not necessarily how things used to be because there there is some of that but also a remembering of I actually kind of just put this in a poem and I was like, this makes so much sense. It might not make sense to anybody else, but it does to me. Remembering what we haven't, what hasn't happened yet. Like we're remembering what hasn't happened yet. And I pray that makes sense to people, but it's, it's kind of like we're, we're taking things from the past and not trying to bring them into the, into the future, but we're taking things from the past and creating this new future. And I think like this primitive um, thing, I don't even know what you would want to call it, but this primal thing is um, at the foundation and in the process of remembering it, it's like practicing, like you have to practice how to be primitive. Um, And so I, I love that you said that and pointed that out because I feel in my experience with different things too, it's practicing, even becoming feminine. Um, I was thinking the other day how when I first started to hear about like masculine and feminine energy and all this kind of stuff, I was thinking because I grew up being a tomboy or, you know, acting kind of like a tomboy and you know, I wouldn't wear very much makeup and I was in the military and like all this other kind of stuff. And the first thing that I did for myself to feel more feminine was I bought tinted lip gloss. Look out. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, just like 
putting on this tinted lip gloss to go to the grocery store or to do something else. And I was like, Ooh, look at me. I'm so feminine. (laughs) And my, my higher self was probably like, man, this bitch, like she has no idea, but she's starting. Right. And so I think, you know, everyone was willing to work with me on that, but it's like practicing. And we, we kind of like take these steps and that's what helps the, like obviously being feminine isn't just wearing lipstick, right? But that's kind of like taking that step and having that awareness that leads to more steps and more awareness and things get deeper and the meanings change. And that's like how you grow. Um, so so I love that you pointed that out. And part of that primitive practice, like the world wants us to not remember I don't know what it wants from that. I don't know who or what the world is. And I don't know what we're not remembering. But I know that all of the things that we put in our body and we surround ourselves with are so unnatural that Mm -hmm. our natural rhythms are totally thrown off. So people make fun of these crunchy moms and granola moms that feed their children vegetables and stuff. But there's nothing wrong with eating healthy, A, And it helps me. I think part of my remembering is because I do these plant medicines and practices that they're helpful if you have a healthy diet. So I eat a lot of raw fruit and vegetables. I eat a lot of grains. I don't eat a lot of meat, you know, because it keeps my brain clear and it helps me remember. And you're able to listen to the world and you're able to see more because you have a lot of those layers shedding off of you that are just unnatural things reproducing in your body. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we don't, this sounds silly. People usually don't believe me. Um, we don't have t- TV or Wi-Fi at my house. Like I just, I don't, we don't need it. We don't need to sit in front of electronics with weird frequencies. And it, people think that's weird, but we go sit outside. Yeah. No, my my child sleeps well at night. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. And we uh I do have Wi-Fi in my house, but we have a automatic timer that turns it off at nighttime. So all the way through the night and then it comes back on in the morning. Um That's I didn't yeah. know such technology existed. Yeah, actually I think it's like a it's actually like a um Christmas lights timer. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's where that's where my husband's knowledge comes in, and he I just tell him what I want, and he comes up with these really cool things. Oh, um, I like. Yeah. So I and and I I like that you bring up like diet and 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 Wi-Fi and choices and stuff like that because I think it is important to be aware of these things. I think it's important not to be consumed by them, but to see how things fit in your life and what choices you want to make. Like maybe for some people, you know, that sounds absolutely absurd to not have TV and Wi-Fi. Um, but maybe there's other, you know, things that they're making conscious choices around and we're not all going to be on the same path or at the same level. And that's like, that's something that I used to struggle with and comparing myself to other people. But um, now I can just appreciate whatever someone is sharing and appreciate where they are and also have the grace and compassion for myself that I am where I am. And if it's something that you think is a great idea, then we practice it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I wanted to know when, because you said you were on birth control for about three years. So when, like what, what was going on in your life or what was happening that you started to have that shift of like, maybe this isn't what I want for my body. And then coming off of. I, uh, I knew that I never really wanted to be on birth control. Um, I didn't want the extra hormones. I have cancer in my family. I've already had some precancerous procedures done. And I just, I really didn't want to add to the hormones and the things that could flare it up, which kind of goes back to my Wi-Fi and stuff too. In my little mind, I'm like, I don't want to radiate my cancer cells, Mm. but it's something that we have experience with in our family. And 
I, I just, it's, you know, people get gun shy from things. So that's one of those things. I, I get scared of radiation uh, <laughs> and robots. I hate robots. Yeah. So, normal things, normal fears. Uh, so I never really wanted to increase my chances of those things. So I tried to use other forms of birth control. And then I started seeing someone and between the two of us, we had five children. Mm -hmm. And I, it was not something that I was willing to risk naturally tracking my periods or, you know, other methods like that. And I decided it would be best to just go ahead and get on birth control for a while. And after a couple years of it, about two, I told my boyfriend, I don't think I want to get my shot uh, the next go around, which it was still about two months away. You know, you get it every three months. So yeah. I, I was pretty new into my cycle of that shot when I brought it up that I didn't think I wanted to get it again. And uh, the next week he scheduled a vasectomy. And I was like, dang that's all it took. I should have said something a long time ago. <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't bled in over two years. I'm not going to know if something's wrong. If I don't do this, I need to have some cycles. I need to see how it feels. You know, I, I'm almost 40. I'm going to be 39 in August. So I was like, I, I should really, you know, have some cycles. And he, he's very nice and respected that and paid that to do that for us. So I, that was in July and then I did not have my next shot, which would have been the end of October, beginning of November ish. And then by January, I had a very normal cramp free, not heavy cycle with the full moon. So I was just so blown away and proud that it mm -hmm. was easy it was predictable. It was, it was everything I could have asked for. And do you feel that that experience is a reflection of like all of the work that you have that you did previous to that? I do. I really do. And I, I'm also a big fan of combo. Uh, and my first combo session, I, this is going to sound vulgar, but I'm going to share it. Um, you feel some intense pain when you do combo in various places, like your throat will hurt, your, your blood pressure gets all crazy, your stomach will cramp up really bad. Well, one of the pains that I experienced was like I was douching with 99% isopropyl. Oh, I just had man. extremely intense burning all the way up inside me. I could feel it like rise up and past my cervix and into my uterus Ooh. and it just this horrible burning and I knew that's all of the energy that I should not have absorbed I knew yeah. exactly what it was and I it was it goes back to that I wasn't treating myself as I should have treated myself I shared things with people I shouldn't have shared things with and and I absorbed things that I should not have and it wasn't in love and it wasn't pure. And I knew, I knew exactly what I was expelling at that time. And it mm. was, it was deep for me. And I, I have a mom wound, you know, everyone has some sort of parent trauma. Uh, my mom just wasn't affectionate and loving. She was pretty gruff too. Mm. So I make me very affectionate to my children, but I I had a tarot card reader tell me, this goes back to that feminine masculine, she told me I was hurt by a masculine energy. And for years, I wondered who this dude was that did me wrong. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, my mom is that masculine energy. Mm. My dad was the feminine energy in my life. And it it sort of made sense that this is why I didn't know how to connect with my feminine because my mom didn't show me much. She didn't teach me much. I lived with my dad at that time of my life too. So I, I finally started recognizing there are parts of my body that I can show respect to, and I don't have to be ugly to them. This just made me think of something that you have shared with me previously. One of these like really wise things. And 
it was, I know that you've done it more than once, but it, it was like a specific experience where you were like, okay, I'm going to take myself back to the very first time I remember experiencing this. Do you remember what that, having that conversation? I do. I remember. Yeah. We were talking about, um, after I had my daughter, I was, I was really depressed. Like I was biologically depressed. I was hormonally depressed. I was very frail. I weighed barely over a hundred pounds. I cried over everything and I was seeing a therapist and she respected that I did not want to be treated with medicine. And she was like, you know, you really need a boost. Sometimes it takes just a couple months of some sort of prescription to boost your brain function again. And she respected that I did not want to do that. And she got me into eating healthy and exercising and she helped me learn to track down my feelings and how to work through them. And I don't know if she was necessarily doing that on purpose or if it was just a byproduct of the things that we were reading and talking about together. But I would, I would think about how I felt after this breakup from this man that I was having a baby with. And I would think about the last time I felt that kind of sadness and what made me feel that sadness before and I could track it all the way back to, oh, my dad worked out of town. And I, I would get so upset when my dad would leave. And then I could forgive my inner child. And I didn't even know at the time that it was my inner child that I was talking to. Yeah. But now that I've been on this you know, journey for 10 plus years, I'm like, oh, that's what I was doing. I was doing shadow work. And I was talking to my inner child. But I, I have learned to stop getting upset about the things that upset me as a child because I'm not a child anymore. And I, I'm in, in control of my life now and I'm safe now. And I can now, after this therapeutic process and all the medicines I've been through that God put on this earth, uh, that when you feel something that triggers something inside you, you can, you can recognize it. What is making me feel this way? And you can go back to the root of it and fix it. And you don't have to feel that way anymore. And you can recognize when that feeling pops back up that this feeling doesn't have to run my day. This feeling doesn't have to run my week. I feel it and I can let it go because it's not real. It's not part of me. And it's just an out of control energy that I have put back in check. Mm. And I've with a lot of, a lot of things in my life, abandonment, uh, you know, death, people dying that you're not ready to die. I've lost a lot of people I love. And I'm finally at a point in life where I can accept, you know, they're better. And I'll see them again. And they're with me. And people don't abandon you. You know, people have things to do. And it is no reflection of you. You also have things to do. It's just a really good process to do that shadow work. And to go back to the core of that emotion. Yeah. I, I remember you were like, so it's abstract and analytical. <laughs> that yes. To that. I was like, yeah, there's a process, but there's really nothing there. You know, like, but it, it sometimes it takes a while to be like, why do I feel this way? Why do I react to things like this? Yeah. And I think it's just even like celebrating the fact that you even have that awareness. I also think is a big deal. Like making it a big deal when you even have the awareness to consider when it was that maybe you felt this way first. And that's that's part of the I try not to judge people. You know, we we all are in this path, but I'm like, man, how how long do I have to do this before I am as good as that person? Or why hasn't this person gotten as good as me at this. And it's just so hard to understand and recognize we are all in different points of the path and you can't let somebody else's path mess up yours. And you don't have to respond to their responses either. Mm-hmm. And it's a practice. <laughs> yeah. Practice. Uh, <laughs> my grandmother, uh, my grandma was a Sunday school teacher and she's pretty passive aggressive, but she's very sweet about it. And she used to make us say our prayers every night with her. And we had to tell her what we were praying for that night. 
And I would always pray for patience because I was a very impatient child. I wanted things right then and I wanted it to work. Mm. And she she would always tell me, you're not just going to get patience. God's going to keep testing you until you practice that you have patience. And as an adult now, I look at that like the universe is going to keep giving you these lessons until you learn them. It's all the same. So when you finally start practicing that patience and that control, it really is nice to to not let people get your panties in a bunch. I feel like that word to practice really lets a lot of pressure off. Like practice. You just got to practice. Nobody's perfect. You'll never be perfect. And even people that are perfect professional athletes they still go to practice yeah it's just that willingness to like step up and give it a go (laughs) things that my first combo uh one of my intentions was self-discipline and I haven't quite gotten it yet I have plenty of self-control I cannot do lots of things but I don't have the self-discipline to do the things I should do Mm. I, I want that's where I need to practice. I don't sit and meditate every day like I want to. And there's all these things that I know are keys to a good life, but I, I haven't quite gotten the practice. Mm. You've you've mentioned, uh, you've mentioned combo a couple of times and um, some people who are listening may or may not be uh, familiar with that, but you are talking about different um, natural, either like plant or that one, I believe is the, a natural secretion from a frog. Is that correct? Yes. And it's legal and it is not psychoactive. You don't trip. There's no hallucinations. Um, it's these bioactive peptides that this frog carries from its jungle diet. So they can't reproduce this medicine. Uh, they burn little holes in your skin and they apply this secretion and these peptides hit your bloodstream and you, your organs just start dumping toxins and you purge. Not everybody purges the same way. Some people sweat, some people vomit, some people have to get up and use the potty. Uh, but either way, your body is dumping toxins and it also dumps a lot of energetic things that are stagnant and stale in your system. And and it's one of those things that you can you can make a Venn diagram of energy work and literal medicine and you can see where they cross over. And mm-hmm. physically, the combo will help with like uh, toxins in your liver and kidneys from alcohol, toxins in your stomach from poor diet, eating too much meat, candida yeast overgrowth and you can see it when you purge it if you vomit you can see the yeast you can you can see the parasites if you have parasites so it if you look at it from a standpoint of depression and mental fog can come from poor diet you can also look at combo like well it's helping clear those things that are caused by poor diet as well as the energy stuff because they do it in the jungle before they go hunting and mm-hmm. I can't imagine because I'm like out for a day curled up in the fetal position. But the the tribes in South America say that it clears the stale bad energy and it gets the bad luck off of them. Mm. And it, it really is like after you do it, you feel energetically lighter. And I did it uh, in February during that full moon, coincidentally. <laughs> and I I came home and I didn't even realize it was a full moon. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a full moon. I have to go home. I have to put my crystals out. I have to get my cards. And I have three decks of cards and I pulled cards from all three of them. And two of them said that I needed to rest before I hit burnout. And I went and did stuff the following day. Like it was nothing. And that was a, a Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I threw up nonstop. All I did was sleep. If I sat up, I felt like I had motion sickness. And I I think it's because I should have rested. The universe told me to rest and I didn't do it. So the universe was like, you're going to rest now. 
I didn't go to work for two days. I slept. My Fitbit said I slept like six hours on a Tuesday. Wow. <laughs> Somebody had to pick my kid up from school because I couldn't drive because I got sick every time I moved. Yeah. And it, that wasn't like a, well, maybe it was bad combo. Like, no, that <laughs> was me manifesting my own energy. Have had you received that message previously to this experience or did it just happen in that experience? Um, I have, I, I get messages frequently that I knew I should have listened to after something bad happens or even when something good happens, you know, like your women's retreat. I still to this day am confused because I read we're having it this date. We need two women to send their payment in full so we can reserve the house. And I paid y'all in full. And then I went back to show somebody and it didn't say what I thought it said. But for whatever reason, I knew I needed to send y'all all $500 or whatever it was. I don't know. Throwing numbers out. But whatever y'all needed, I sent it. I yeah. read it. I knew that was there. And then I was so confused that it wasn't. Yeah, that, um, but that was totally for us and yeah. you, you made it happen. So <laughs> thank you. I, but I do it all the time and I'm like, oh, I thought this guy at my job one night, I'm a bartender, right? I yeah. swear I heard this guy say, I need a Bud Light. And when I turned around, I heard him say, oh, two Bud Lights. And I came back and I opened two Bud Lights and he was like, how did you know I needed another one? And I was like, you said it. But he he swore he didn't never met the guy before but I was like okay buddy like why else would I get you two Bud Lights but if you listen you know you can hear it I feel like that that sounds like practice to me too right like I mean I'm maybe I'm being a little judgmental here but like the whole process of um I think what, what does it mean really to humanity if the guy asked for two Bud Lights or one, you know what I mean? It's not as like, um, as glamorous as if, you know, the universe told you, you need to stand and pu push someone out of the way so they don't get hit by a car or something like that. You know what I mean? But, but I, think, I always, like, if I could do this on purpose and no thing. Yes. But and <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like that practice and that paying attention and, um, that's really kind of funny. Cause I just also thought of like Jesus turning water into wine and I know how they, I know how they've explained it. Uh, you know, like, Oh, it was a wedding party and they needed wine and whatever. But I've always been like, why did he make more alcohol? And maybe it's something, maybe it's something similar of like, he was practicing. Like that was a practice thing for him. I don't know. Oh, I like that. And I, I have told a person before that I love Jesus and my view on Jesus is that he was so in tune with his third eye that he could alter the physical forms around him. Like he understood that none of it was real. So he's performing these miracles and he's blowing everybody's mind, but he knows exactly how and why he's doing it. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't think, the things that we all talk about and the, the crystals and the plants, I don't think Jesus would be against that at all. I think he would be like, finally, somebody is using what's of this earth the way it was intended to be used. These are the things I was trying to tell people. You know, everything we need is here. Yeah. Yeah, it's here to help us remember. <laughs> um. That, so with that, that kind of uh, leads into this next little portion. Um, actually, I don't think I have this on the schedule, but I'm going to ask it anyway and see what you think about it. Um, because you were talking about like some people would be, you know, like you're crazy for saying that, you know, crystals and cards and whatever can be used to, you know, for whatever they're used for. Um, and I'm thinking even even plant medicine. And I think things, I think things can be taken to the extreme and I think they can, that anything can become a vice and anything can become addictive. I mean, I think of like a, someone going to work out at, at the gym, like that can become something yeah. addictive. So it's not the thing necessarily 
right? But in the manner that you're using it. Um, and so I just wanted to get your perspective on plant medicine, because I know that something that's close to you is using plant medicine as a means to improve like mental health and sustain that process, especially early on when, um, when you're like just becoming more aware of this kind of stuff, it can, it can be really heavy and really intense to move through some of those initial like traumas and emotions, especially if you've been shutting them off for like a really long time. Uh, when you first start digging into it, it can be intense. Um, and I, I, I'm neither here nor there on any of this. Like I haven't made any, um, solid, uh, convictions or anything around this, but can, like, is there a time when you stop using plant medicines? Like, do you see yourself using them throughout your life? Do you see yourself using them, um, you know, periodically? Maybe for some people, it's like a one-time thing and then done. Like, how do you see that um, I, My personal plant medicine usage, um, I see it continually. I can see myself being a cute little old lady sitting on my front porch microdosing in my tea every morning. Um, I'm, I'm pretty high anxiety and I'm, I'm pretty all over the place. Uh, hard time focusing. I don't sleep well. Uh, when I was young, my dad used to always say, you're going to need doggy downers. And I didn't know what doggy downers were, but now I'm like, Oh, you mean benzos dad? You, you thought I was going to need like pills to bring me down. But I, I understood. I went to college for psychology. I wanted to help people. Uh, I wanted to understand why people did the things they did. And I knew that some people just couldn't control their behavior because of the way their brain worked. And I wanted to know how those brains worked and how to fix the brains that didn't work correctly. And I was very impressed by learning that some of these drugs like DMT your brain already produces and how can you abuse it if your brain is already making it, you know? And I did a speech in college in my communications class about DMT. I want to say probably before Joe Rogan was talking about it. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I, think, I think I may have beat Joe Rogan, uh, but it, it blew my mind that this, this substance could be ingested this way and it could have this life altering effect on you that in my mind was going to be like a near death experience. You know, your brain releases it when you're, when you're dreaming and right before you die. And then I read about it in all these other plants and how these tribes drink it and how you can smoke it and how these frogs make it. And it's just like, why is it everywhere? Who put it here for us? Maybe we should use it. So then I, you know, now mushrooms have been legalized in various states and people recognize that it's a boost for your brain. It restarts all these chemicals that aren't flowing. You don't need these prescription pills for your serotonin inhibitors and stuff like these plants can do it for you. And I have a book and I'll admit it was a very boring book, but I read it because it talks about the Israelites going through the desert eating the manna and that it was probably psilocybin and they were talking to God because they were eating these mushrooms. So when you go back into the grand scheme of remembering and we come from this earth and we should consume from this earth, it only makes sense that these plants have these things to heal us because we're really just one big organism at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't intend on ever not using these plant medicines because I know the way biologically my body works every once in a while, my brain doesn't spit out the chemicals I want it to. So we got to give it a little, little pep talk and shoot a little get juice in it. And we, we go, you know, and then I'm happy and some people microdose and some people macrodose. And I look at it like studying for a test. 
you can study for a year reading a flashcard or two every day, or you can read the whole book at once. And then once you've read that whole book, then those flashcards will help you. Hmm. But I, I think that every depe- depressed person should at least once experience what it's like to sit in a room and realize that all of these things I'm seeing are real and not real at the same time. And I'm the only one in control of it. Has there, has there ever been a time that you didn't use these plant medicines in a way I'm thinking like there are people that use some of these in like a party setting. Are you asking if I ever partied? Yes. Um, I, well, with I, a particular, with the particular plant medicines that you've, that you've since worked with, have you ever worked with them in a way that was not intentional and sacred and. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for years, you know, it was, just fun to get together. You could pick mushrooms on the side of the road where I live driving towards Austin. You used to be able to just get out of your car and go pick them out of cow poop. <laughs> it, like, they grew in the hill country like that. And they have since changed uh, the feed that they feed the cows. It doesn't produce those anymore. So kids don't go pick in mushrooms out of poop. They may kill you. They are not the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't- don't don't do dumb. What did, what did we what did yeah. we say? Don't like <laughs> say it again. Don't do dumb stuff. Don't yeah. be stupid. Oh yeah, don't be don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> do not eat mushrooms you find in the wild. Um, that, my full disclosure. Full disclosure. But there there was definitely a party setting lots of times, but it's one of those things that that medicine will come for you. And you may want to do it in a party setting. And you may be the one person sitting there crying because that medicine came for you. They know what you need. So you, even if you are doing it for fun, your brain is just going so fast that you really have no choice but to listen to it. And you, you start to think, why is this important? Why is this popping up? What is this? Why do I feel this? And that's always my advice to people that are like, what if I have a bad trip? There's no such thing as a bad trip. It is all in your head. You're the only one experiencing it. So you might as well change it. And if you are having a bad trip, ask it, why are you here? Why are you presenting yourself to me? And then get rid of it. Yeah. There's a reason it's there because the medicine knows what you need. And I think this is where judgment comes in also. And it's easy to look at people and their backstory, even like where they are now. And I think it comes from a good place, right? Like we, I know that I don't want to see people hurting. I don't want to see them continue to make choices that are harming them. But it's also their path and like you said it it will come for you I feel like that's how all of life is and maybe yeah yeah, and maybe maybe somebody's life looks a certain way and it would be easy to to judge them but all of like nothing is wasted and even going back to um your situation with the with the beer like that was a that was a, a sacred moment because it showed you something deeper than what you saw physically. And we can very much judge like this physical material aspect of how we're living our lives. But then there's always something deeper and under the surface in each moment, you know, and what's, what's there for us and getting to the point where we can choose to see that and use it. I think is profound. And that going back to practice and praying for patience, you know, you see people talk about like, Oh, that guy was on mushrooms and he was crazy. He was wild. He was doing things. It's one of those practice things where I can sit with the medicine and I can sit perfectly still. I can sit perfectly quiet. 
I don't freak out, but I know that some people cannot. And I see that and I am patient with them in that state and I don't let it ruin the state I'm in. And I can integrate that into my real life. And I can say, you know, this person's never been through this experience. They don't know how to sit with it. And I'm going to respect how they're reacting and how they're responding. Mm-hmm. They really are phenomenal teachers. Mushrooms are. They really do make you very patient, I think. Yeah. Because it does help you understand, like, everybody's going to respond differently. Some people laugh. Some people cry. Some people throw up. It's the same thing with life. You know, someone dies. Some people laugh. Some people cry. Some people throw up. Yes. (laughs) No matter what it is, everyone's going to do it their own way. And it's, it's just our job to let them move through it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, I feel like we've given the audience like a ton to chew on. Um, (laughs) I love it. Is there anything else that you feel called to share right now? It can be anything that we've talked about or just something that's like passionate for you right now. I just want to say thank you again for this avenue because I knew we were going to talk about um, my first bleed and I was thinking about all of the other experiences I had that night in my head with it and how I understood at that point that I was just a vessel for energy to move through. And when I was aligned correctly, the energy would move right. Mm. And when I was to you and Jacqueline yesterday, and she was talking about stepping into it and her throat chakras. And y'all talked about the new moon energy. And I'd commented on one of your posts or my post about like this new moon energy just has me on fire. Like, I just feel like in this moment, we are just these amazing vessels and the energy flowing through us and the message that spirit is putting out for other people to hear. I just am an awe and extreme gratitude that you are, you are here for it. And you brought me here with it. Mm. We'll end on fire. That's perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We're ending on fire. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 